Welcome to the Strange Brew Podcast. My name's Jason Barnard and in the studio with me today, like me, I have a music blogger and podcaster from Leeds, England. However, unlike my good self, Chris Wade is also a hugely talented singer-songwriter of Dodson and Fog. Chris, thanks for choosing some of your favourite material for today's show. We opened with Shangri-La, perhaps one of the best tracks from what is perhaps the greatest Kinks album after you've also had the pleasure of speaking to Dave Davies. What was he like? Good evening, dear boy. Thank you for having me. Um, Dave Davies is just like a really laid-back guy. Really, just um, he talks a bit. You know, hello, Chris. It's all right, mate. He seems like a really nice fellow. He just kept stroking his cats and stuff while I were talking to me, and I had a really good chat with him because I did. Um, I interviewed him for the Hound Dog Radio podcast. I just started with my dad, and then I used it again like a totally cheap get uh, for a Kinks book I did so I, I really enjoy talking to him because it, you know, the Kinks are one of my favourite bands really I mean I loved them when I was growing up so I was really really pleased to talk to him and to learn that he was a nice fellow Our second track today is Late for the Party Chris it's one of the highlights from your active listener collection of Dodson and Fogg as well as your The Call album can you tell me a bit more about your work as Dodson and Fogg Dodson and Fox started um, in 2012. I started doing these acoustic demos um, from some old songs from when I was a teenager and things like that, but I'd sort of reworked them and thought of new ways to approach them, like, you know, acoustically and recording, because I used to record on a far track when I was younger. And um, I started getting used to this, dig- this digital arc. It's uh, quite uh, tricky to get caught, catch up with it. But um, I, got really, I got used to it really quick and. Um, just started. I did the first album and released that in October 2012, which seems like about 50 years ago or something. But um, it started just like that, and it's kind of grown. And I was I was quite surprised really that the reviews were so good and people wanted to actually buy this music because you know I've done a lot of book projects and audio books, and you know, it's very risky because sometimes you you just you just don't know what reaction you're gonna get. But with Dodson and Fog, it's just been really positive. So it's just been fantastic, and I'm learning more and more every album I make and it's really it's a very exciting thing to do and you know writing and recording as a, for a living it's just like a dream really so I mean I'm glad that anyone's interested in Dunstan and Fogg it just seems to be growing every album just people more people seem to be getting interested and I learn more and it's just really really satisfying great Chris let's hear Dodson and Fogg late for the party <laughs> Thank you. 
Wade, Dodson and Fogg, late for the party from the Call album uh, last year. Chris, you collaborated quite a lot with Celia Humphreys of Trees. Can you tell me about how this happened and what Dodson and Fogg she's on? Well, with Celia, I'd interviewed her for the Hound Dog PDF magazine in, in 2009 or 10, I think, actually. And, um, you know, I've, I've just loved Trees. My dad used to listen to Trees when we were growing up. He had these two, these two sampler albums called Fill Your Head With Rock and Rock Busters. And trees were on both, and one song was on the shore, and the other was the Garden of Jane Delaney, which sounded real poor. But um, I just thought they were a really mysterious band, and then we obviously got their albums later, and 
I just think she's got a fantastic voice. I mean, even you know on the, on the album she's fantastic, but I just think now she's just got more of a range and she's got more of an idea about harmonies and things. And you know, when I've heard her, when I hear her on my tracks, I just have to pinch myself. I mean, I like to pinch myself anyway because I'm rather kinky. But no, I pinch. I have to pinch myself because it's just like it's just really her and the stuff she comes up with just brings the song up to another level. And um, so yeah, so in 2012, I just asked her. I said, "Would you like to do these tracks?" And she said, "Yeah." And from there, she's there's only one album she's not been on, and it didn't didn't feel quite right. But she was busy at the time, and I was being very impatient. Uh, I was being really really impatient. I was like, oh, I just wanted to get it out, but I wish I'd kind of waited because it's not a proper Dodson and Fog album without Celia. So it's fantastic that she's still involved and she takes some time out to do it. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Chris, let's hear trees and full from the On The Shore album from 1970 with Celia Humphreys, of course. Return to see which way the world has turned. 
not returned To see which way the world has turned Oswald the Smith has not returned To see which way the world has Celia Humphreys, Fool from 1970. Just um, going back two years, Chris, you picked a track from the Beatles, I'm So Tired, from the White Album. Why was that? John Lennon. I, well, I, I won't go to choose a Beatles track because it's so obvious, but I can't choose a, not choose a Beatles track to hear by. So I opted for I'm So Tired. I'm so tired I haven't slept a wing so tired, my mind is on the blink. I wonder, should I get up and fix myself a drink? No, 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 I'm so tired, I don't know what to do. I'm so tired, my mind is set on you. I wonder, should I call you? But I know what you would do. You'd say, wouldn't you wonder? It's no joke. It's doing me harm, you know. I can't sleep. I can't stop my brain, you know. It's three weeks. I'm going insane, you know. I give you everything I've got for little peace of mind. I'm so. so upset Although I'm so tired I'll have another cigarette and curse the Walter Rally He was such a stupid get You'd say Wouldn't you want But it's no joke It's doing me harm You know I can't sleep I can't stop a brain You know three weeks The Beatles and I'm So Tired and from the same year next we have an incredible string band track Who A-E-D there from The Hangman's Beautiful Daughter and um, you've also met Mike Heron and some members of the uh, incredible string band haven't you Chris? Um, yeah, to, um, tell me about um, your love for this fine act The Incredible String Band it's another band that my dad used to like. He used to have an album called Changing Horses on record. It's just got this creation on it. It's like 16 minutes or something. It's totally balmy. I mean, it's, it balmy to other people, but to me, it's just music because it's what we we grew up with, really. So, but some people like look at you in a bit odd, odd way when you put things like this on. But it's just it's just music. So I mean, I've always loved Incredible String Band, and I went to me and my dad went to go see Mike Heron with the Trembling Bells last year at a cinema. And then we went again at Christmas at a church and 
had a bit of a chat with Mike Heron and stuff, and uh, and then he did um, an interview for this project. I'm gonna it started, we're gonna start as like a Hound Dog uh, article on String Band, but it just kept bit, getting bigger and bigger. So I just did it as like a mini book that you can buy on Amazon.co.uk. Actually, don't get it from Amazon and Nazis. Yeah, it was just like it's like about all their albums and interviews with Mike and then a guy called Graham Forbes who was also in the band and you know it's a really fun book to put together. I just loved it and I think it really, I hope that it kind of sums their music up and their legacy because they're a fantastic band. They're just they're quite underrated really in commercial terms, but you know they're a fantastic band and Mike Heron still does really good work with the Bells, quivering trembling Bells. The natural cards revolve, ever-changing Seeded elsewhere, planted in the garden fair Grow trees, grow trees Your foot where the sand is untrodden The ocean that only bargains Listen A woman with the bulldozer Built this house of night Carving away the mud Name as your childhood home We were trying to buy it Buy it, buy it Someone was found killed there Old bones, bones, dry bones Earth, water, fire and air Met together in the garden fair Put in a basket bound with skin If you answer this riddle if you answer this riddle, you'll never begin. Born in a house where the doors shut tight, shadowy fingers on the curtains at night, cherry tree blossom, head high snow. A busy main road where I wasn't to go I used to sit on the garden wall Say hello to people going by so tall Hello to the postman's stubbly skin Hello to the baker's stubbly grin Mrs. Thompson gave me a bear Bridget and some people lived upstairs Skating on Happy Valley On Various 
minister and guards stood around the ice was nice hello the invisible brethren and there was a tent you played cards with the soldiers in don't worry, they won't send anyone after you, they screamed. But me and Licorice saw the last of them one misty, twisty day. Across the mournful morning moor, motoring away, singing, Ladybird, Ladybird, what is your wish? Your wish is not granted unless it's a fish. Your wish is not granted unless it's a dish A fish on a dish, is that what you wish? Earth, water, fire and air Met together in a garden fair Put in a basket bound with skin If you answer this riddle If you answer this riddle You'll never begin. The opening track from The Hangman's Beautiful Daughter album by the incredible string band Koo E.A.D. There. Next, Chris, we have another Dodson and Fogg track, and I understand you're particularly proud of this one because of the musician involved, aren't you? Yeah, having Scarlett Rivera on after the Fall album on Bjorn Island it's just, it was amazing because I, mean, I always loved that Desire album. Because it's my favourite Bob Dylan album. I always loved that violin. And I used to, know, used to think, oh, is that? It's fantastic. And I mean, I knew it were a woman because I remember seeing the pictures and stuff, but I never really knew who she was. And then one time, I, it sounds really pompous telling this story, but it's true. I had a dream where I got her on my album and I was like, woke up and I thought, oh, that'd be a pretty cool idea. So I did a bit of research, found out who she was, and I can't believe I didn't really know who she was. But it sounds a bit daft when I think back. But um, I got her involved on this one track and it just. I mean, I remember listening to Desire, and I always remember that the violin was in one speaker at one side, kind of, you know, not taking over the music, but just there, always, like, floating around doing fancy little things. So I made sure, because when she sent the file back, it just it sounded like just something from Desire, so I thought, I've got to mix it in the same kind of way. So I put it in one side, and I thought, bloody hell, it's like a, a little bit surreal, really, because this is an amazing place, it's got her own style, and she kind of brought the violin into into pop and rock. I think, and um, it was just amazing to get her on the song. A song that I wrote with my fiance, Lindsay, Yarn Island. Men have trolled the sea for many years. Searching for ways to quell their fears Little do they know But up above Some can dry those salty tears Secrets in the sand for me Little 
Scarlet Rivera, you're an island. Next, Chris, we have King Crimson. Are you a fan of Robert Fripp's music in general, or is it actually just mainly the excellent album in the court of the Crimson King? I've never really listened to Robert Fripp's music. Um, I've just got into the early... I always loved 21st Century Schizoidman. It's another song my dad used to play from one of them old samplers. He had one called Cadence and Cascade from the other album they made. But in, in the Court of the Crimson King, the album is just, I just think it's a fantastic album. It's perfect. You know, it's got that title track that's just absolutely amazing. A moon Child and, you know, I Talked to the Wind. I could have chosen any off that album, really, but I just love Schizoid Man. It's so balmy. But um, no, I've, I'll have to listen to more Fripp. I know that he's getting Crimson back together, so that'll be quite interesting.
King Crimson from 1969, 21st century Skitside Man. Chris, you've written actually about Frank Zappa's early days, haven't you? We're actually playing Peaches in Regalia. And um, just tell us a little bit more about your encounters with the Zappa world. I did a print version of Hound Dog, which is the free magazine. I did a print version, but I only did three issues because it took so much time to do. And um, I did an early Zappa special all about, you know, the Bizarre label and the mothers, you know, the early mothers albums, and I did a little. I interviewed um, Drumbo, John Drumbo, French from Captain Beefheart, and he talked a bit about Zappa and the label and working on Trout Mask Replica. And I also did a big piece on a guy called Wildman Fisher, who Zappa signed to the Bizarre label. And um, it's just like a legendary album, the, an evening with Wildman Fisher, this potty guy who used to just sort of sing things like "Merry Go Round," boop boop boop. So I managed to interview some guys that had worked with him, uh, Bill Mummy, Mummy, or however you pronounce it, and uh, Dr. Demento used to know him and stuff. So really interesting looking to, I love looking into all the Zappa stuff. I'd love to do more, you know, but I mean, there's so much written. That's the thing with all these projects, there's things, you know, I've done projects about Kinks and Sabbath and Zappa and stuff. I mean, there's been books before. I'm not really going to make any revolutionary book about it but it's just fun to write about it and maybe find a few things out that I didn't know and present it in a nice readable fashion with some some lovely pictures
Frank Zappa from 1970, Peaches and Regalia. Chris, our next track is Witch's Promise by Jeff Rotull, and Ian Anderson is an artist you have also interviewed for Hound Dog. Is he an influence on Dodson and Fogg? I don't know about an influence on Dodson and Fogg because I just record whatever comes out, really. I pick up an acoustic guitar, come up with something, and it develops from there. So, I mean, it probably is an influence because I do like Tull. But I don't really think in terms of I'm going to make a song sound like Tull or the uh, Beatles or whatever. It's just, I think your influences are just built into you. So it's kind of like subconscious or something, you know. It's naturally progresses as a song. You, you pick the guitar up and then come up with the lyrics or a melody and I colour it in bit by bit with, with you know, it might be a bass, guitar, electric guitar, drums, keyboards, flute, violin, African thumb piano, for God's sake. Just bits and bobs, really. I just see, I sort of colour it in and I think, no, nah, that sounds stupid. Take that out, put that in, mix it into the other speaker. So it's all just kind of natural. And I come to a thing at the end where I think I'm finally happy with it. So, yeah, I interviewed Dean Anderson and he also did the foreword for a book me and Lindsay did about, you know, called The Cat Profiles, which was like a comedy cat book. It was for a cat charity, actually. And he did the foreword because he's a feline lover. Maybe he is an influence, you know, whenever you use flu or whatever, but I do like a bit of tull. Kissed by a witch one night in the wood And later insisted your feelings were true The witch's promise was coming Believing he listened while laughing you flew Yellow, brown, all over the same. And the love you have found lay outside in the rain. Washed clean by the water, but nursing is pain. The witch's promise was and you're looking elsewhere for your own selfish It's only me. It was 
Till with their hit single, which is Promise. Now, Chris, your Dodson and Fogg track, the next one, in your own fine way, features Alison O'Donnell, formerly um, was a member of Mellow Candle, and Swaddling Songs and the demos that accompanied it are absolutely some of my favourite material. How did Alison get involved with Dodson and Fogg and In Your Own Fine Way? I've liked the trees and stuff, and I'm never that fond on fond of um, Fairport Convention. I don't mind them; they're okay. But I always just love trees. And someone said, "Oh, you should try it." I can't remember it was, but they said you should listen to Mellow Candle. And I started reading about them, about this legendary Swaddling Songs album, and got hold of the album. Just thought it's a fantastic album. It's just kind of perfect, really, in a lot of ways. So I I found her. I liked the sound of her voice, and um, she said, "Yeah, we'll do a song." She did a song for um, Daring Do, the second album. And then. When I were recording the fifth album after the fall, she got back in touch and said, "Oh, we should work together again because." So um, we did two songs for the album, and this "In Your Own Fine Way" is, I think, yeah, it's the best one if there's such a thing. But I just think it works really good, and she has some wonderful harmonies and stuff. So I'm really happy with it. You reach outside, breathe in the morning air. A whistling tide Yes, it will surely take you
featuring Alison O'Donnell in your own fine way. Next, Chris, we have Black Sabbath. And understand you're a massive Sabbath fan and have also produced an album by Album Guide. Out of all the material you could have chosen from Black Sabbath, why have you picked Into the Void? I picked Into the Void because they were a band that I got into when I was really young, when I was like seven or eight, and I used to save up my pocket money and go to Relics record shop in Leeds and you know, because there were only three quid then, the Black Sabbath records, and I gradually built up the collection, and one of the first I got was Master of Reality, and I just thought, God, this is so strange. You know, even as a kid, you can hear it sounds otherworldly, the way the guitars are so low and chunky. I don't understand any of the lyrics at the time, it was just, oh, great, this, you know, got more into it, and it was kind of innocent, really, because, you know, I got into Sabbath because I liked the sound, I didn't know who they were, I didn't know anything about them because no one my age liked them and they weren't cool to like Sabbath for, you know, 20 years ago, 20 odd years ago. So it was kind of just a natural thing to get into Sabbath and Into the Void's one of them songs, I just it just sums my childhood up. I just remember sitting, cats are scratching at the door, I just remember sitting there, you know, writing the lyrics down and looking at the sleeve and the, the purple lettering on the Master of Reality, oh, it just brings my childhood back, it's really nostalgic, it's lovely.
Black Sabbath into the void from their Master of Reality album released on Vertigo in 1971. Going forward three years, we have a great track from a great album, Neil Young Revolution Blues from On The Beach. That was a record that wasn't released digitally for quite a while, leading to a lot of bootlegs. Chris, for our penultimate track, why did you pick this one? Neil Young, I love this Revolution Blues, even though it's about that Otto Bounder. Charles Manson, I just think it's a fantastic, weird, jaunty thing. There's no real hook or anything. It's just them weird minor chords. It just really works, and I love the solos that Neil does. I love Neil Young's guitar, and it's just fantastic.
Neil Young from 1974, Revolution Blues from the excellent On The Beach album. Now for our final chat, Chris, thank you again for spending some time with the Strange Brew podcast. It's greatly appreciated. And um, for our final song, you've picked what is already one of my favourite Dodson and Fogg tracks. Can you tell me about A Sweet and Strange Surprise and the new record that you've produced in A Strange Slumber, including Where Listeners Go and how to find out more about your music. Well, the next album I'm doing in A Strange Slumber, it's kind of developed from a few ideas I had because I um, started off with these, a few tracks and they all kind of started to have a bit of a theme. They're all quite dreamlike and a bit strange. And I came up with the idea of, because I've, I've written some fiction, like I did a comedy audiobook with Rick Mail, obviously, you know, before he died, obviously, uh, four years ago. And that's kind of like, one of my it's like a semi-cultish kind of thing I did so like I wanted to revisit the fiction but I just wanted to I thought it'd be interesting idea like the Odd Guns Not Gone Flake and the early T-Rex albums when they had stories mixed in so I came up with the idea of like some a couple of just two short monologues mixed in quite strange little monologues that are quite I mean I just wrote them kind of naturally but they seem kind of dreamlike and they're very strange and it were like as if this album's like you fall into sleep and you you keep waking up, but when you wake up, there's a guy there to tell you a story to get back get you back to sleep. But the guy telling the stories just turns out to be Nigel Planer because I thought, who can I get to do these stories and make them sound kind of quirky but straight faced, not daft? You know, the kind of work as little interludes and stuff. And I just thought he had a good audio book voice because he did the Terry Pratchett ones and I've heard him do and he can't be high fidelity and stuff. And I just like I think he's got a good voice. He's a great actor and comedy actor as well. So I went down to London to record them with him. And they're kind of sandwiched between some of the tracks. So I'm really excited about the album. It's it's definitely the best one yet. And a guy called Kevin Scott, who's a really talented guy, he's got his own acid folk project called Mr Pine. It's kind of sporadic, you know, releasing albums and stuff. He's a fantastic musician, Kevin Scott, a Canadian chap. But um, we did this song. He provided the piece of music underneath, like the piano and the harpsichord and the organ in a sweet and strange surprise it's called and it's going to be the album closer when it comes out in a couple of months i made um three videos for the songs and um one of them i've made because i made a video for the first album with my father-in-law jack i had him playing a cretin running around with a brolly in rain but we've done this new one and we've been messing around again but my website's wisdomtwinsbooks.weebly.com wisdomtwinsbooks.weebly.com and um, if you go there you get like um, information you know the music dots and fog the audiobooks the books comedy books podcasts the hound dog magazine everything really it's all just on the website so knitting ideas baking tips the enigma code advice on home brewing pictures of sheds well if you google Dodson and fog it's the top result so you'll find all about it Cheers, Chris. It's been great to spread the word on Dodson Fog and play some excellent tracks too. Thank you very much. Can you go running home?
sweet and strange surprise.